0: On FM, on DAB, and up-to-date on social media, we are Radio Newark. Radio Newark Newark Sport, brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs, on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk Tonight, it's strictly Mick and Tony as we take a quick-step brand all the week's news... Tony gets serious with another edition of Sports Thoughts. We look forward to this weekend and announce the February Wall of Fame winners. Yes, this is the renowned Radio Newark Sport. And these are some of the stories that Tony's going to be commenting about. From Rugby wales hammer england or the world rugby association aimed to start a global championship in 2020 meaning the end of the six nations championship from cricket yesterday's incredible odi or was it a circus from tennis the great roger federer is he the best sports person Ever, of all time, in any sport, we'll see. From boxing, Chris Eubank Junior won at the weekend. Does that make him as good as his dad was? <laughs> and from football, here we go. Coventry City could be expelled from the football league. Messi scores his 50th career hat-trick for Barcelona. Roy Hodgson, a real golden oldie. Poch, blowing his top at Mike Dean. Or Neil Lennon, ringing harmony back to Scottish football. Those have been the stories of the last week. And as I did the script and thought everything was sorted out, until today came. So we're going to come back to those, because today has been a story of breaking news. And the breaking news, Mr Smith, is um, that Notts County have been issued with a winding up order by HMRC. Mm -hmm. The club say they consider it to be extremely aggressive. We um understand the amount owed apparently is two hundred thousand pounds. And Nots also say they have been they have received assurances from the Paragon Interiors administrators, that's the company that was owned by the chairman, who went into administration yesterday, um that all is well and the club will be sold as it's expected and they will not cherry pick at it. This happens on the same day that Nottingham Forest announced a multi million pound improvement to the city grand, including a complete rebuild of what they call the Peter Taylor stand and what I call the main stand. Um, okay, I'm a forest run, I'm not a county, but you know, nobody but nobody wants to see this. Um, what is happening at county happen before Tony passes his comments. You can join in tonight, you can text us on 81400, type Newark, leave a space and then print your message, Facebook, radionewark.com or Twitter at Radio Newark UK. Any comments? Agree with us? Don't agree with us? Or any comments at all? Let us know, they're on a screen in front of me and if they're clean, I might even even read them out. Um, And if you hang on after nine o'clock, we'll read them out for you then. Yes. Can it get any worse for Notts County? It looks like they're going out of the Football League. Um, It looks like they might not even reach the end of the season.
1: Yeah, it's it's, it's an absolute footballing tragedy that um, the oldest football league club are in such a state. I think we all know how Alan Hardy introduced the news initially. (laughs) It was... It was, this is it, where you need nine o'clock. To this call. is where you need a nine o'clock threshold. But it just shows what sort of uh, character they've got in charge there that um, he um, can, you know, let something that is so, so precious slip through his fingers. It's, it it re- re- really is tragic, not scandalous. I mean,. I, I, I was blessed, while I was at the Advertiser, to write the uh, the county half of the Forest and County column with uh, the lovely old editor Don Wright doing the Forest piece. And uh, he said, I'm a Forest season ticket holder. You go to Meadow Lane. And so I spent 15 years there before we got a new editor who supported Mansfield Town and decided to scrap the Forest and County column. And um, it was like being given a reprieve on death row. But, I mean... I spent 15 years reporting on thin and thin, but you know, in all seriousness, there were some magnificent moments, like when we went to Manchester United for the first um, game in the old first division of the season before it became the Premier League, and there was a, a spell where Wembley became our our second home because of the playoffs and the uh, the Anglo-Italian Cup finals and... It was, it, was, it, was, it was a great time to have a, a wheelbarrow, even if the wheel had fallen off, but... It's certainly fallen off now. My haven't? goodness me, has it fallen off now. It's but I've, uh, I've got a great, great... friend. I've got some breaking news of my own. But you've
0: got to love the HMRC, haven't you? Sort of 24 hours after the owning company goes into administration, bang, straight in. No messing. There's the knife. I know how to twist it. Yeah. You've got to love them for it. But
1: £200,000... That wouldn't be a Premier Division football for two hours, would it? It wouldn't, but it might be an awful lot to Notts County. You know, I, I just uh, think that football um, is um, has gone to hell in the handcart, you know, these days. I mean, <laughs> Let's come back with your story in a moment, because I want to stick with Notts County. Well, th- th- this is a part of a, a breaking news story which very much involves Notts County. I'll listen to you. Yeah. Not for long, but I will listen. It comes from Callan Road. And uh, they, uh, they from the cricket side of Callum Road, and uh, uh, the the breaking news is that um, Newark uh, R and M have appointed a new second eleven captain, and, and that is Ben Faulkner, who is the brother of the first eleven vice captain Jimmy Faulkner. But Ben and Jimmy are season ticket holders at Notts County through through many for for, for many a long year i know a season ticket holder nots county so that's three yeah now that ain't bad going yeah well that, that, that's that's why when they were going to have an all-seater stand they, they, they bought a couch <laughs> it's a bit like across the river you know when they're building these new stands i hope they get them the right way around because you see, there's
0: not a lot of simplifying around because in other days when Mansfield's had it bad and lincoln's had it bad and Forrester's had it bad there the county fans have had their five penny worth and everybody's having um, a go
1: back but that's football for you it's called banter Oh, yeah, I mean but b- banter while it's uh you know, um just just playful. It's it's like I put on Facebook today, I hope they build a new stands at Forest the right way around because last ones are facing the pitch. <laughs> but you know, it's just it, it is just banter. So we can see the two European cups. It, it it is it is just banter. Sometimes it gets really boring, but mostly it's just banter. And so um Slater is eighty six today. Hmm. It's it's uh Yeah, It it is quite ironic, because he is known as Mr Knotts County, or was known as Mr Knotts County during his great career with Radio Nottingham. Uh, But on the day that Colin Slater is 86, it looks like Knotts County going to the wall. On what would have been Sir Matt Busby's 84th birthday, Manchester United won the Champions League, or the European Cup, or whatever it's called these days. Yeah, the, that's certainly the, ironic, isn't it? The, the, the count how
0: much money you've got in your pocket cup these days. If you're, if you are of a a certain vintage, and we are, we, and we are uh, news that Andre Previn died today. Really, something to you. If you are a y- lot younger, you'll think, what the hell are them two talking about? Andre Preview, yes, Andrew Preview, one of the best
1: television moments ever. I once got a four-hour detention for knocking off school and watching Morecambe and Wise in a matinee performance at the Bradford Alhambra. And when Andre Previn was on that programme and Eric Morecambe was on the piano and (laughs) Andre Previn came over to Eric Morecambe and said, you're playing all the wrong notes. He goes, I'm playing all the right notes, just not necessarily in the right order. Which has got to be the greatest comedy line ever spoken or I, written. I, I
0: mean, I really do hope they play it again on the news. <laughs> I'm not bothered what Trump's been up to in... No. It, the news no. of the day is that poor old Andre Previn. I mean, it, it, one of the greatest conductors Not in we sport. Forget sport, a minute. One of the greatest <laughs> classical conductors the world has ever known will be known for a two-minute... <laughs>
1: <laughs> appearance with Morecambe and uh, Wise. I, I, I will put it to you. Whenever has Thursday night on Newark radio <laughs> been about sport <laughs> between seven and eight? Not very often. Uh, Fulham have sacked Ranieri today. Yeah. Is that no, it? No, it's about time, isn't it? I mean, Why? I mean... He was okay, very, le- very le- lucky at Leicester Leicester City. won. He was lucky.
0: It was a fluke. It won't happen again. All those things. You can defend it as much as you like. It was a fluke.
1: Um, yeah. the rest of his career has been rubbish. It's just... Who would employed. He's it got nothing to write home about apart from one incredible season. And it seems wrong to take the mickey out of Leicester City because of what happened with the helicopter crash and everything and that, that touched the heart of football. But, you know, I mean, apart from that one incredible fluke, you know, I mean, is. Don't, there's got nothing on his CV. And, and you know, you, you cannot appoint somebody on the strength of a fluke.
0: Anyway, right. Do you want rugby? Do you want cricket? Do you want tennis? Do you want boxing? Or do you want one of the many footballs?
1: Oh, I, I just... I, I prefer football to anything, really, apart from joining the cricket season. Coventry City,
0: Messi, Roy Hodgson, Poch, Neil Lennon.
1: I think we ought to stay away from Neil Lennon. Yeah, you're the one that's talking. There, okay. Well, I value your opinion. At the That's moment. What he says here. At the <laughs> yeah. You've got to stick to the script, haven't you? Yes. Even if obviously somebody has either... I didn't write that bit. Somebody's written it themselves yeah. or you wrote it at gunpoint. <laughs> yes. No, I see it's... Uh, the, the big story, that the big subject uh, at the moment in Scottish football is sectarianism. And everybody is going, isn't it about time? That we stopped, you know, doing this. They can see in the crowds, you know, who it is. Get them out, chuck them out. Not only chuck them out of football, but chuck them out of society. Because it's got no. It's it's historical. You know, William of Orange would turn in his grave. You know, and it's just. um, It's just pathetic. And then Celtic come up with a masterstroke. Let's bring Neil Lennon back. Well, that cures that one. Then, brilliant.
0: Bear with me on this one because as, er- <laughs> as Ernie Wise would say, this is something well that that uh, that I wrote earlier. <laughs> uh, um, Roy Hodgson has become the oldest man ever to manage in the Premier League. He has managed 16 different teams in eight countries, beginning in Sweden in 1976. He later guided the Switzerland national team to the last 16 of the 94 World Cup and qualification to Euro '96. Switzerland had never qualified for a major tournament since the 1960s. From 2006 to 2007, he, he managed the Finland national team, <laughs> guiding them to their highest ever FIFA ranking of 33rd place and coming close to qualifying for a major competition for the first time in their history. He managed the England national team from May 2012 to June 2016. The other clubs that Otten has managed include Inter Milan twice, Blackburn Rovers, Malmo, Grasshoppers, FC Copenhagen, Undineasy, Fulham, Liverpool and West Brom. And he's now, obviously, at Crystal Palace. Does that make Roy Hodgson,
1: that CV, make him better than Ranieri? He managed Finland and he managed Switzerland. And then he went to Liverpool. And we suddenly found out how good he really was ring a bell
0: mm, keep going
1: Derby Forest Leeds mm. so I mean if, you, if you're you know decent manager at a certain level you should stick at that level I'm not try and take on the big jobs there now 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 he's warming to his
0: task <laughs> <laughs> <Now, now he's... laughs> <laughs> so now you're warming to your task and I'm going to take you away from football but you can't help but like him that's the point, isn't it? Yeah. That is the point. You
1: can't help but like the man. And Ranieri, when he came out with his dilly-dilly-dong, you thought, what a lovely bloke. and and, and You're mil- back to Alan Hardy now, aren't you? <laughs> but millionaires. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that a commonly rhyming slang? <laughs> yeah. But no, I think it's basically... Um, w- w- when... When you celebrate with millionaires by giving them pizza, I mean, Ranieri had his lovely, cosy points, but when it came to the crunch, he wasn't really up to much. Uh, so, Roy Hodgson is a, is a rich man's Ranieri, in that, he, yeah, he's got a great CV, but when it came to the crunch, he really belongs at Palace and not at England or Liverpool.
0: He's got a level. Yeah. He's got a level. Yeah. That, 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 I'll go with that one. Roger Federer is currently playing in the Dubai Tennis Championships. a
1: 20-time... Yes. This is where we we'll lose the vote of the housewives. isn't it?
0: The 20-time Grand Slam champion is now 37 and going to his 100th APT title. He got his 99th in the Swiss Indoor Open in October. I was reading a lovely little story about him that when he was um, a teenager, he acted on court a little bit like McEnroe did when he was more than a teenager. And his dad sort of dragged him off the court one day, took him home, sat him down and said, right, if you're going to get anywhere in this sport, (laughs) you start behaving. And you start behaving now, or there's no backing for you. Tantrums like that will get you nowhere. Pity Judy Murray didn't do that. And since then, (laughs) he has been a, the epitome of a perfect sportsman, really, hasn't he? Yeah, he yes. To be
1: honest, you, you can't fault
0: the man. Yeah. He's probably too perfect.
1: Exactly. You've that's, that's, stolen the line. He is just uh, smarmy git, isn't he? Honestly. That's another way of putting <laughs> it. <laughs> I mean, you, know, you just The amateur presenter
0: is, says is, one thing. <laughs> the professional <laughs> journalist says he's a smarmy no, git.
1: No, no, no. But he's just like sort of, you know, he's just. Is is just too good-looking, too, sort of, composed and, and too good to, sort of, be likeable. You know, you you, you see, basically, you sp- the sports people you fall in love with are the likes of Alex Higgins. Not, not... Gascoin, yeah, yeah. Yeah, N- not, yeah. Not... Yeah. Flawed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, sort of, they had Henman Hill, but who really fancied him? You know, absolute rubbish, but someone like... Gas going. I mean, you'd, you'd you'd walk across hot coals with the lad. We wouldn't love you?
0: a flawed hero. Yeah, don't oh, we?
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, th- thinking about
0: it, we we do love somebody who's put on the edge, and that actually leads us into what we're going to talk about, or what you're going to talk about in a moment. Oh now, yeah, we, we good, love good Link. We love good a flawed. We love a flawed hero, and we build these flawed heroes up to such an extent that. Tony's going to tell you in a couple of minutes' time. Okay, 20 past 7 on a Thursday. We um, like to get serious for a couple of minutes while Tony gives us his sports thoughts.
1: Yeah. Um, The world is constantly changing in many ways and not all of them for the better. I think the greatest change is the willingness in the modern day to talk about mental health issues. Not so long ago it was a taboo subject, and you were thought of as soft if you raised the subject, especially in the macho world of the dressing room environment, where every weakness is pounced upon as an entirely justifiable banter. Now it is something that affects sports people as much as any other, and a recent survey revealed that 62% of former rugby union professionals suffer from mental health issues. Who would have thought that when Johnny Wilkinson kicked that drop goal in one of the most iconic moments in sporting history to secure the 2003 World Cup for England, he was suffering from anxiety and depression, and now says, the only time I wasn't struggling mental health-wise was between the two whistles. And in football, you need look no further than Gary Speed the Wales manager who appeared to have the world at his feet while appearing in the television studio one day and was found hanging on the end of a rope in his garage the next. I was brought up in Bradford and I was three when my mum had to go into what I've never been allowed to call a loony bin though the padded wallpaper was a bit of a clue. Until the age of five I had to live with my cousins in Leeds and my mum continued to struggle with daily life until she died in a hospital, inverted commas, a few years ago. So mental health is something I've always been aware of. My own struggles with anxiety and panic attacks were offset by long-distance running, and the endorphins and adrenaline naturally conjured by the body offset the demons. Now, with my knees knackered, I've found that giving up drinking has helped me enjoy life enormously. On Radio Newark we are starting a series of podcasts this year dealing with mental health issues. And if just one person is helped, it will be worth a million words on the subject. The Duke of Cambridge has criticized
0: football clubs today for their attitude towards mental health of players. Prince William has accused clubs that fail to support as a dereliction of duty. He has also said that the habit of treating players like financial assets must change. Some of these clubs don't do anything about mental health, the Duke said. They pick a player up, he plays football, they decide he's no good and they move him on. If we've got to change anything, we've got to change the whole way we look after players. Many players come from difficult backgrounds and many have all sorts of issues going on. The Prince also raised questions about the resilience of the next generation growing up playing games where everyone is supposed to win every time. Are we setting up some of our children at the moment for more mental health issues in the future? By the way, we are creating a win-win situation and all scenarios, because resilience has to be built within the body. From a very young age, nobody wants to be told that that they're not good at something, but of course. That could prove a difficult situation to handle when ro- when life comes along with school and jobs and so on. How do they learn to pick themselves up and get back on track again? When they lose a match, you're gutted. But that's part of sport, and that's what it's all about. Every sportsman and woman knows what it takes to be at the top and the bottom of their game. So you've got an ally, Tony.
1: In very high places. Yes. I think our gong's back on. (laughs) Sir Tony Smith. Oh, it's got a lovely ring to it, hasn't it? Um,
0: (laughs) He's right. He's exactly right. And what we were saying before the 20 past seven break about flawed heroes will go back to one of the greatest footballers that me and you have ever seen, Hmm. Paul Gascoigne, who is still a flawed hero. Hmm. But the press built him up so, George Best is another one. If you like, mm. it was built
1: up so so
0: high, he couldn't take it.
1: Yeah, they they, they never know when to let go, really, do they? And um, now
0: you're the press. Yeah. So, you know, the press have a lot to answer for, but we want a free freedom of society. So, yeah.
1: I mean, I I, I know. As, as somebody from, from Leeds, I obviously judge Brian Clough a lot differently to people around here. But, Brian Clough you could put into that list as well. Because he was, as a football manager, a genius. Absolute genius. But, you know, in that game where Forrest got relegated and he just sat there through the half-time in his sort of dugout... Obviously drunk, you know. I mean, it was very, very sad. And then afterwards, the press come up to him and stick the notebooks in the faces, lick the pencils, and and you know, prod him in the in the, in the ribs again. You know, just leave the guy alone. It's it's, it's time to sort of rest on your laurels. You know, to keep digging gas going out, they shouldn't do. You know, George Best took the easy way out. You know, he, he's dead now. But I mean, it's it's really sort of. You should know when to leave people alone. And, you know, I mean, I'm sure the people at Collingham Football Club, we had the wonderful Paul Hyde in in here last night, and and he he had us rolling about with with some of his stories. But the people at Collingham Football Club will remember the time when they had the charity match and Paul Gascoigne came along and, and was one of the crowd at Station Road and was absolutely bang on, as a character, he's a lovely, lovely, lovable Geordie lad, and people should just leave him alone now, because he's also a very troubled guy, you know, and when he was ten years old, there was an opportunity for him to uh, get, you know, sort of, proper professional attention, medical care, and his dad said, and I won't even sort of do it disservice by attempting a Geordie accent on, the, on something so serious but his, his dad said, no lad of mine is going to be a namby-pamby and go off to a psychiatrist, you know, get on with it lad, you know, it's worse than Billy Elliot becoming a ballet dancer in, in, in Mr Gascoigne's eyes but Paul needed that help at that time and, and didn't get it and now he's as a grown up, you know he's, he's, he's got he's got a good network of friends around him particularly, would you believe you know, sort of the, um, Vinnie Jones, uh, who, who is really, really a very close friend and, and really supports him and looks after him tremendously, and he's got a very, very good network of friends around him, but I wish they'd stop wheeling him out on television programmes and sort of going, look, we've got a bear, poke, it with it. poke mm. him with a stick, see what happens. Yes, it yeah, is wrong.
0: This programme will continue to talk about mental health issues. Yeah. And as will the breakfast show we're doing a series of podcasts on the subject um as will newark striders um and the the door to this show is open for anybody who wants to come and talk to us too we will put them on to trained people at newark striders just to talk because it's good to talk and sometimes that's all it needs Mm. Uh, tony and i have spoke hours after this thing when one of us has been on the floor and you know we are.
1: We're not perfect in any uh, way, shape, or form. But I mean, I, 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 because I've been in this town for a third of a century, and, and and you know everybody knows that I've I've enjoyed a drink in their company, and you know like sort of everybody knows the reputation that I've had from watching sporting events through bar windows and all the rest of it. Um, you know, and and then now when, when I'm mixing with people, they're absolutely gobsmacked that uh, I'm actually sort of chatting to them while, while nursing a, an orange lemonade. But when I explain the reasons for that, then people stop laughing and people come up to me afterwards and say, do you mind if we have a word about that? Because I've been really affected by sort of X, X Y and Z. And if anybody at all wants to come up and chat to me about anything that might be sort of troubling, and I'm more than happy to, I've, I'm no expert, but maybe... Just to sort of help in a chat, that's all that some people sometimes need for the uh, for the demons to go away.
0: The door at this radio station, on this radio show, is completely open. I don't want anybody to let sport, please, 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 you have your good days in sport and you have your bad days in hmm. sport. I've had a lot of bad days watching sport, an awful lot, a lot more than good days. I support know. Barrett Rainers, every time we get there a corner go. we have an open-top bus ride. Exactly, so uh, coming up next we're going to have a quick look back at uh, what happened. Last weekend. Radio Newark, the home of Newark Sport. Monday to Thursday, 7 to 8 p.m. with Mick and Tony. (laughs) Radio Newark, the home of Newark Sport. Missed one of our shows? Don't forget you can check out the podcasts and get the very latest sports news daily on our website at radionewark.co.uk. And the last weekend, Tony, was the old curate's egg, wasn't it? It was absolutely fantastic if you was a member of the Newark Rugby Club and you reached um, a knox and derbyshire final in your, in your centenary year. It was absolutely wonderful if your name was Damo Parkinson <laughs> and you're turning Newark town round. It wasn't so good. If your name was Tony Smith.
1: No. Um but it's it's just um We played against Radford and Radford scored. And then in the lovely words of Dave Bassett, we couldn't hit a cow's ass with a banjo. And then we played against Ashby Ivanhoe last Saturday and it was the same story. And you know, I mean it's easy to say it. Five days after the event, but you know that is football. That that is that is why the 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 good days are so good, and why the bad days you just you know just console each other. You know, I mean, because there's, there's nothing else you can do. You can come out with all the football cliches in the book, don't make it any feel any better when you wake up the following day. It still stings, and on Monday, and on Tuesday, and on you know when it's it's, it's it was it was a horrible defeat to take. But... But if he was a Newark Town... But if, oh. da- da- Damo, uh, you know, I mean, like he will have found it very, very hard to get to sleep on Saturday night unless he had a heck of a lot of lag. Because that is, um, you know, a fantastic result for Newark Town. When you consider where they were when Dewey was there and all the troubles that he had trying to sort of establish young lads into a sort of man's world. And, and, and you know, they really sort of were going nowhere. And and and, and de- despite the the great efforts of some wonderful people that are associated with the blues, and now Demo's gone there and he seems to have a magic wand at the moment and then long may it continue for him. What did you call him? The Ginger Mourinho. The Ginger Mourinho. Amy Hunt
0: ran her a lifetime best seven point three five and then did another lifetime best of seven point three four. But it wasn't that many weeks ago. Yeah, Amy yeah. Hunt was in here with a very red nose. Yes, <laughs> full of full of cold. Full of there. cold, but saying she'd got this blockage. Yeah, that couldn't yeah. get it to a p- no p- PV. It was in it was in her mind, not in her running ability. Yeah,
1: it was in her mind, and it's lovely to see that. And when she sat down on the after di- this show, she's gone out and done it. She sat down before the race, and she couldn't stomach breakfast. Yeah. She was totally screwed up inside. And then someone said to her, I think it might have been a conversation with her mum and dad. Just go out there and enjoy it. Relax. Yeah. And suddenly she goes... Pew! Whatever will be... She because will she be. is heading for the very, um, very top. She is world-class.
0: Chloe Hubbard finished 32nd, nationally 32nd, at the um, at the National Cross Country event. Olivia Mathias was 10th in the under-20s women. And I'll say it again, the Basingham Bullet... Linton Taylor <laughs> got to be the
1: got to be the line of the week. Twelfth in the, in in the men's race. Even huh? if you did nick it, yeah,
0: <laughs> you've made a career of that. True. <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> and um, Collingham are in the semi-finals of the Floodlit Cup. Much to Mister Hyde's, um, he was really sort of um, pleased about that. And young Freddie Pollock, who came near the 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 other week, the speed skater. He's off to um, the European Championships in Norway. So, Ethan Dakin, another under-12, Fernwood Soul Club. So, it was a (laughs) cure-its-egg. There was an awful lot of good in last weekend, and there were some bad bits. But, you know, it's never, ever going to be anything
1: else, is it? No, I mean, that's um, the, the most important thing in sport. Above everything else, above all the clichés and above all the advice you can possibly receive is when you have a good day, don't get too high about it. And when you have a bad day, oh, well, as always next week, you know, and just try and sort of treat it with that. I learnt a long time ago, when you have a,
0: do- a good day in sport, that means there's a bad one coming very, very quickly. <laughs>
1: Tommy Doherty once said, when one door closes, another one slams in your face. Yeah. <laughs> That's just about right. <laughs> yeah,
0: true. But, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm just going back to how, how it can affect people a lot because everybody, apart from me, and I'm not, I never have, have hyped up FlowServe this season. They haven't achieved anything until that season finishes. Craig yeah. Craig Craig Roach is the same. He he hasn't hyped him up. Yeah. But the general public out here have hyped up FloSiv and they haven't won anything in the season. And now as things stand, there's a possibility they may not even get promotion. Now, is that by the players yeah.
1: going to be deemed a failure? And it's not a failure not a failure at all. The, the reason that people have hyped it up, the reason that people are getting so excited, is because we've never had anything like this before in Newark, ever, in a football sense. We've never reached the level of Step 6 football. We've never got to Step 6 level and performed so brilliantly at Step 6 level. We're playing Wash Victoria, a fellow Step 6 side, on Saturday in Derbyshire. When we played them at our place, we beat them 13-0. Nobody has ever seen that level of football produced by a Newark team. And that's why everybody gets so excited. On the first day of the season, the very first league game, at the beginning of August, we played Arnold Town. And I sat down with Steve Kirkham afterwards in the clubhouse and said to him, Who do you see as our main title rivals? And I won't give you his answer, but his intimation was, we'd be happy with the top eight position. And, you know... Th- I mean, that's what you're happy with at the start of the season, that's what you should stick with. Th- that was a very, very sensible, level-headed comment, whereas mine was a journalistic <laughs> blurb at the time. And, and and, and you know, if if FloServe have another season in step six football, learning as we go along... It won't do any harm for the club at all. It would be great to go up to step five and let's go as far as we can, but, you know, we have to get... We have to take baby steps sometimes, and it's very, very important that everybody at the club, on and off the field, progress together. It's um the end of the month,
0: believe it or not, Tony, so we've got to have a um, quick look at... um who we're going to put on our War of Fame for, for February. You're right, I'm mumbling because I'm trying to do two jobs at once and I'm not a woman so I can't multitask. Um, what, what you're breathing and talking? Exactly. Yeah. Team performance <laughs> of the month. I've got down on my list, Collingham under-18s reaching the, uh, the the county cup final with a 6-1 mauling. Of Cleeforps. And it was on Morlin. Um, Newark Rugby Club. Also reached a cup final. The NLD Shield. After coming from behind to beat Stamford. And the Newark Hockey Under 10 Girls. And the Under 12 Girls. Have both qualified for the Midlands Championships. Now when you think about it. Little old Newark Hockey Club. Have got two teams in the Midlands Championships. Those are my three Picks. For team performance of the month. Which one are you going for?
1: I would add a fourth one into the equation, and that would be Gary Atwood's RHP team in that day when they beat Grimsby. That was in January. Oh, was it? Yes, and he won it. Doesn't time fly? Yes. Yeah. Well, in that case, um, I think this this show is very, very heavily leaning towards football and rugby a lot of the time. So, let's give it to the hockey guys. Okay, and those those youngsters.
0: And, you know, when it comes to passion in sport... Yeah. Quarter to eight on a Monday night, tune in because you'll hear proper passion.
1: Yeah. Um The individual performance... A- and the other thing is, as well, when you're weighing it up, give it to the people who've got sticks because you don't know what's do This is true. Yeah. Individual
0: performance of the month
1: and the nominations
0: are michael lindsay for winning the east midlands <laughs> 91 kg title in only his third fight <laughs> bailey Sugden for winning in glory event in houston texas riley picker and joseph monk who both won bronze medals at the knots uh, mini league the five not fast runners at the northumberland endurance but probably more to the point Caroline Upton, who completed the thirty-five mile race, or Nick Harrison, who went to Disneyland to run a five k on Friday, a ten k on Saturday, and a half marathon on Sunday, I've left Amy Hunt out of that because I'll tell you why in a moment. Bad boy,
1: gotta I mean, be what a performance! Because where are we going? Sorry, bad, 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 boy. bad boy, bad boy, all the way. Because I mean, he had announced himself. On the glory stage But what he needed was a W And and the way he got that W Was absolute quality Talking earlier about Chris Eubanks Jr The difference between Chris Chris Eubanks Jr And Bailey Sugden Is that Bailey Sugden is world class I'm not even going to follow that Mm. Because you can't the sports
0: star of the month of February. There is one nomination. Amy Hunt, runner around <laughs> It's got. To be, I've, I've heard of her. It's got to be Amy, has not it? She is now the 19th fastest ever under-20 runner at 60 meters that the UK has ever had, and she's 16. Well, we've known her since she was an embryo, haven't we? Oh, well, we have, yeah, haven't we? <laughs> so, there's only one nomination in that class for the Star of the Month, and that's as simple as that.
1: And tell you what, when she used to come on here as an embryo, she spoke very well for an embryo. She, she did. But, the- no, no I, I honestly think that, that, you know, talking about world class, she is, you know, she is our ticket to the Olympics, isn't she? I mean, she is a wonderful, wonderful woman. And, it- you know, I mean, like, sort of, and, and, and the dad. Uh, you know, if you, if you're gonna be the best in the in the business, you got to have a dad like that. Yes, because he is just dynamite. The moment
0: of the month, I, I've got two Danny because I couldn't choose between the two. One of them I didn't see, but we know all about it because his mother's told us about it. <laughs> was Ben Lee's twice taken penalty um, in the NL, in the under sixteen so for the rugby yeah, yeah. club. You know, I mean, the lad is the baby of the team. And Uh to have to do that, it's... Well, where I come from, you
1: need balls to do that. Put it like that. (laughs) Have you ever tried it? No.
0: I can't kick a rugby ball.
1: No, I I went uh, When I was... It doesn't leave the ground. Years and years and years ago, when I was training at the Newark Rugby Club, by their kind permission, with the first 15 on a regular basis... I think it was Tuesday and Thursday nights, I was doing sprint training, but there was always a ball knocking around and the floodlights were always on. I thought, right, have a go. 22 yards out, just a bit to the left, and I did it all Johnny Wilkinson proper. And it didn't make... They went about four yards and just looked like a sort of badly struck egg. You know, and it was just... He's... It's
0: and pl- he's 15, and he's
1: the baby of the family. But, bring it back a stage, is just missed one. And it's the, cru- it's the kick. Yeah. And then, the referee, obviously, you know, has, has got blue and white hoops in his soul, and he says, no, nah, take it again. Okay, yeah, it's a, it's a, it transgressed the, the, the rules. But, because you can't charge it a penalty, can you? But, I mean, you know, when... had would run a mile and said, somebody else do it. but But, you know... To have the sheer cojones to go and do that it's there is no other competitor in in, in, in for, for, for that award the other
0: competitor in, in for, for the award because every award has to have at least two nominations. unless'
1: it's a boxer or or have sticks yeah. it, is, it is a boxer because when we went oh to
0: um to the <laughs> to the, the boxing at fondham, I told you that sam Hardy was something special oh and sam Hardy for most of the first round wasn't in Which his own words, very special. And he took a standing cow. <laughs> and the my other moment of the month and, and and we can share if you want to. My other moment of the month is Sam Hardy's reaction to taking the standing cat because the poor little boy in the ring with him after that standing cat just didn't know what hit him. That that was a fantastic I
1: hit him quite often. That was a fantastic night. Uh, that we we had we had we had 4 hours in each other's company at founder memorial hall and we made two halves of lemonade last 4 hours didn't we <laughs> I, I, I was so proud of you because that was just the sort of thing a yorkshire lad would have done but you know you, you, you're obviously learning by mixing them with association you know but but the 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 the, 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 but the highlight of all my ringside experience came that night when the referee, was, there was a skills contest and two lads, one from Boston, one from Newark, didn't really appreciate being in a ring and being told just to sort of land powder puffs. So they went at it. And the the, the, the referee jumped in between them and shouted, any more of that and you're going home. Uh, that was just, it made my night because I've never heard that at any, sport, any boxing venue ever. So are we giving this to Sam Hardy or Ben Lee or are they sharing it? because it, I, I i just i can't part them they've, they've, they've got they've got to share it because uh yeah I'd, I'd, I'd forgotten about it but it was it wasn't so much the response it was just sam's expression and then you thought whoa he's in trouble <laughs> <laughs> oh dear but then to hear that sam is only what 12
0: yes i know I, I still don't believe that <sighs> i don't believe it and it's time to look forward to this weekend in the wonderful and wacky world of Radio Newark Sport. We'll start with um, rugby, Tony. If, um, well, that that um, honour leaves us eight minutes to talk about flossing. Yes, I it? know. That's why we're starting with rugby. Oh, right. um, Newark return to league action, knowing they've got a final look forward to, as already spoke about. They have a trip to the Lincolnshire Wolves to play um, Market Raisin. And Newark against Market Raisin go back an awful long time. Um, they know each other very well Um market raisins about two points behind nook in the table so it should be a decent game both teams are safe both teams have got nothing but pride to
1: play for so a decent game of rugby
0: should unfold
1: and hmm. I, I i just think that uh that the new account a very nice role after what happened at stanford yeah just keep it ticking over yeah and then like so sort of, it's it, i would imagine they will have Great success between now and the end of the season because they've got themselves, just at the right time, into a bit of momentum. I feel there'll be a lot more stress at Southwell. Um Yeah. they
0: By my mathematics, they need to win at least four after of the last six games to stand any chance of overall in Matlock, who we're assuming don't get another point, which is not going to happen either. Of those six games, four against... Four of them are against top six clubs as it stands now, and one of them is against a team that's seventh in the table,
1: Newark. Yeah, but, I mean, it's, it's, it's vitally important that the Red Men stay in that league only because of two games a season, isn't it? That, to, to take that local derby out of the fixture between it makes New- a of difference, don't it? Newark and Southwell would, would be a tremendous loss to the local rugby.
0: After that bad result for flow last week, and without going on about it all night... All FlowServe can do now is win their remaining matches and hope Selston make a mess of it. Simple as that, isn't it? Yeah.
1: But I mean... But
0: finishing second is vitally, vitally important if they want to get promotion.
1: Yeah, it's... it's, um, I I think the pressure is going to be on Selston because of last weekend's results. And I think that will enable FlowServe and the players... To play without pressure. And you saw what happened last night, Liverpool and Watford. Mm. When you play without pressure, yeah. it makes a hell of a lot of difference. Selston lost at Hutton last night, by the way, in the Cup. Yeah, They
0: lost at Step, st- at step 7. time might have a very good Step 7 time. Yeah. They could well be in these Midlands counties next year. But,
1: you know, it doesn't matter, it's a Cup. Yeah. But, as regards the league, the pressure is now on Selston. And I can see them wobbling because you know flow surf, as you say, can just play to the end of the season, pick up the points, job done, and and just you know the panic. Because the off. damage is now been done. When there was 20 minutes to go on Saturday against Ashby Ivanhoe, there were tingling butterflies inside everybody at Lowfields of a you know orange persuasion, and um, and we can if we can play the rest of the season without that pressure and let Selston wobble themselves who knows
0: there's a long way to go yeah here. uh all smiles at newark town at the moment and they mm. go to thorn colliery which is a wonderful day i can really <laughs> vouch, vouch for that um but Thorner at bottom it hopefully another three points for newark, and that sets up a week tomorrow newark against collingham at station road friday night football mm. big crowd that should be good and i'm trying to drag you along to that yeah one. I'll, I'll be there um, collingham's um collingham um as Paul admitted, they're not going to win the Championship because they got after the draw up Bentley. They play Appleby-Frodingham. Um, that's the only local game because um, FlowServe Reserves, they travel to Keyworth South, all well, the time against Radcliffe, bit of a local derby there. Graham from travel to Endersford. Um, Fondon Colts travel to Skegby, who look like actually probably winning that. But if, Skeg- if Fondon can beat Skegby and then beat Long Bennington, they're back in the driving seat. There's a long way to go yet. Newark Hockey Ladies um, should return to full strength because half term's gone. Uh, they play at home to um, bottom of the table Market Harborough, so three points a certainty there. <laughs> <laughs> the Hockey Men travel to um, sorry Paul to South Nottingham, hoping to maintain their <laughs> unbeaten stock <start> 2019. <laughs> And our athletes have the Beaver Challenge to look forward to on Sunday, which is either 15 or 26 miles of steep hills and mud. Best of luck to them. Tom Cowlin. Remember that name? Mm, Yeah. Um, He makes his professional boxing debut. He's now under the um, tutition of Carl Greaves. Good. And Tom makes his debut in Nottingham. Um, Purposely left him alone because he doesn't want... The radio banging on his doorstep every five minutes as he builds up for this one but uh, we'll try and catch it with him next ne- next week at some at some stage well he's got a good man in his corner he most certainly has um the highlight of the weekend could be the rugby club under 14 boys as we spoke about ben lee and his team um it is their cup final they've got to go all the way to derby to play um what richard staniforth tells me is a very strong spalding side so we wish them the best of luck and um gary atwood's rhp Colts, start um the first of six consecutive home matches they got beat 5-1 at Immingham
1: yeah. last
0: week and that's their first defeat of the season i can only assume it was the half term effect i don't know but it's a big defeat yeah. and a big dent in his um championship aspirations um, but they're at home at the sports village quarter past two on sunday afternoon and there you go that's almost it for another show but i'd just like yeah. to end by Talking about our our guests this week, um, the famous five on Monday. We know all about them. They they talk to us every Monday. But of all the youngsters that we've ever spoken to, <laughs> Ed Howard, yes, Amy Hunt, yes, Charlotte Maiden. If I had to say who's going to make it, mm. those three would be my. I don't know in what order, but my one, two, three of youngsters that have got what it takes
1: to make it? Well, they've all got that maturity about them, haven't they? I mean, it's... Um, I, I, I know it is very, very difficult to judge uh, a young person because when you get to a certain age and you start to discover beer and boys or girls, and it, it it can change a hell of a lot. And I mean, I, I, as you mature, you get different priorities in life and what have you. Very, very difficult to judge young people, but when they are so mature as individuals at that age, I mean, when I was ten, I couldn't tie my shoelaces, and, and she's sort of, you know, talking about sort of landing a, a, a golf ball three inches away from the pin and thinking, oh, could have been another inch. It might have been better if, if have hit it had hit a bit into the wind that way. Jeez. You know, well, impressive.
0: And on Wednesday night, it was the long awaited first ever appearance at Sport HQ of a certain Mr. Paul Hyde. And um, he's got to come back after nine o'clock. He didn't disappoint, did he? (laughs) Once we taught him how to talk into a microphone, (laughs) um, he, he didn't disappoint.
1: No, you 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 would have thought after four hundred years in sport, he would be able to talk into a microphone, lad. You know, but um, (laughs) no, it was uh, and and is and always will be. But he's CV,
0: Renof, Retford, Clifton, Uh, Collingham. Come
1: on! I was under the impression when he talks to us on a Monday night that retirement might be in the air, but uh, having spoken to him and his wonderful wife last night. There's no intention of them retiring for the next 72 years, is there? I wondered, and I, I wanted his wife to come in on Wednesday night,
0: because I just wondered what she was like. I thought she might have wings. She's another, pop- <laughs> <laughs> She's another Paul High, isn't she? Yeah. They are a team. <laughs> they, they really are a team. Yeah. They're a double act. <laughs> They're a perfect double act. Yeah. Uh. And it was it was great. To next week, Harry Wainwright, our the next louis hamilton i reckon she could do a job yes. at left back Paul's wife you know. <laughs> he's coming in <laughs> <laughs> and richard Byron's coming in on wednesday night and yes. i know you're looking particularly yes. forward to to meeting richard again um but before that you've got a weekend of sports so as we always say whatever you do cheer your team on enjoy playing For win or lose please smile we-